I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Orlando Magic by a score of 90 to 83. And a reminder that this podcast, along with every other episode of the Raptors Over Everything podcast, this season is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So the Toronto Raptors played what I got to say is one of the um, uglier games of uh, of the season. Uh, I don't know if it's just because, you know, everyone was home for American Thanksgiving. Um, but, I mean, they played like, honestly, like their, their stomachs were full of turkey. And there's just tripped the fan running through the system because it was an ugly, ugly game. It was a real ugly game. Um and you know, I and you know, this is how you know Raptors fans are spoiled. Like I know I'm spoiled when I'm complaining about a win nowadays. You know what I mean? Like this team for so long, you know, we would have loved, we would have celebrated and cherished every one of these ugly wins, however they came. But uh, nowadays, you know, it's not enough to win. It's you got to win pretty. You know, it's like uh, it's like it's like what happened to Barcelona and a couple of these other soccer clubs. But uh, yeah, I mean, so the Raptors got the win, which is nice. You know, that's that's what's the most important thing here. But like I mentioned, man. Slugfest from both teams. Uh, neither team very impressive offensively. I mean, you look at the Raptors. They shot 36.9% from the field, 28.9% from three-point line. And at one point, there were 11 of 22 from the free-throw line. Now, they cleaned it up at the end when they got a couple of freebies to drop. That was nice to see. But overall, I mean, it was not a very, very good game from the free-throw line either. And it was just one of those games where it just... You know, everybody was struggling, man. I mean, people were making weird decisions. Like, Fred just kept driving into, like, he kept thinking he could score a layup over Aaron Gordon and, and keep getting blocked. And Ken Birch had a really good game. Uh, he had three blocks, you know, represent for Canada. Seriously, Ken Birch, he's uh, – he, I'm happy he got an opportunity. Last podcast, I actually said I, I wish Ken Birch got some opportunity. And um, I didn't want, you know, Vucevic to get hurt. But at the same time, that has allowed Birch to get into the starting lineup. And Birch played a really good defensive game tonight. Um but it was a weird game, man. Fred was, you know, getting blocked a ton. Uh, Pascal had his worst game of the year offensively, four of twenty-two from the field. This is even worse than that game he played against the Ma- uh, against the Mavericks, where at least in that one you can kind of rationalize it like uh, they were tired um, at the end of that road trip, and you know everything was funneling through Pascal. Today, I don't even know, man. Pascal was just missing point blank shots. First off, he went one of three from the three, uh, free throw line. He was one of seven from the three point line. He had a lot of good looks. He missed a lot of good looks. But like even layups, Pascal was missing. Like there was one play where in the fourth quarter, after a timeout, Nick Nurse sketches up a clever play, a little back screen. Pascal catches the ball wide open under the basket for a layup, and he even missed that. And it was one of those situations where luckily the Raptors were up. I think by eight or ten points at that point, and the way the Magic were going, they were never going to score eight or ten points the rest of the way, and so, you know, it wasn't a concern. But at the same time, it was just kind of funny to see like Pascal laugh about it, and then Fred came over to console Pascal and just tell him like, "Yo, keep your head up, man. You, you got this. You're, you're good." And then the camera pan over to Nick Nurse on the bench, and he wasn't even mad. He was just laughing. He was just like, "When well, one of these games, it'll never happen to, to Pascal again." But you know. 
it was just an ugly game. And you look at the other side from the Magic, it was even worse for the Magic, man. The Magic shot 34.6% from the field. <laughs> 24% uh, from three-point line. Now, they got to the free-throw line for 27 attempts, and they got 22 uh, makes from there. Evan Fournier kept uh, following and just, just getting his way to the free-throw line. Sure, whatever. But, like, for the most part, the Magic couldn't get anything. Like, at one point in the third quarter, the Magic went on, like, a five-minute run where they missed 12 straight field goals and committed four turnovers. And all the turnovers were steals, so, like, live ball turnovers. Um and it was just it was just one of those games, man. The Magic just couldn't generate anything. Now, granted, they don't have Vucevic. Obviously, Vucevic is the hub of their offense. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know, man. The Raptors don't have Kalari. The Raptors don't have Serge Ibaka. Those are two of their main scorers. And the Raptors are still able to generate offense, at least on most nights, to a reasonable degree. But, uh, you know, credit the Raptors' defense. They definitely kept the Magic just in jail the whole game, man. The Magic had 22 turnovers. This is a team that never turns the ball over. They had 22 turnovers. Uh, the Raptors' guards did a really good job. Uh, digging into bigger defenders, uh, and you know whether that was Isaac who, uh, or Birch or Bamba or occasionally even Fournier. Like the Raptors were just getting into these guys. Um, you know they're always attacking the dribble, and um, yeah, these guys just I don't know they just couldn't handle the ball, man. I mean like it's just this team's kind of ugly to watch. It really is. Fultz had five turnovers as well. He's young. You know, Fournier had four turnovers. The Raptors were really good at trapping the Magic's guards. Like, you know, we, we know the Raptors complete defense. It was just offensively, it was really, really ugly. Except, with the exception, with the exception of Norman Powell, who was phenomenal tonight. I mean, he, I want to say he saved the Raptors, really, because I think the Raptors would have won this game still. But, like, you know, the man had 33 points. He was really good. He was really good. It's a career-high 33 points for Norman Powell. Um, yeah, he was he was awesome. He was just awesome, especially in that third quarter where Norm had 19 points in that third quarter. Uh, and meanwhile, the Magic only had 12 of their own. So Norm Powell single-handedly outscored the Magic. That third quarter proved to be the deciding quarter because you know the Raptors lost the first quarter 23 to 20, second quarter 24 to 20, and they tied the fourth quarter 24 all. So it was really just that third quarter where the Raptors had 26 points to Orlando's 12. Obviously, 19 of those 26 coming from Norman, um, you know, that decided the game, really. It was just that one quarter. The Magic went ice cold. Raptors' defense really stepped up, and then Norman Powell just hit every single shot. Like, it was funny because at the start of the game, Norman was struggling too offensively. Like, first shot of the game, he, like, jacked up a three, and it was just, like, nowhere nowhere close. Then he he jacked up another three, and it was like, is it going to be one of those games from Norm? But then he just he just came on really really strong. I mean, like in in that in that third quarter there, he was just money on the three point line. Um, you know, it felt like the Magic kept losing track of him. Like the Magic definitely did a a great job of packing the paint against Pascal, and they had multiple guys you know uh, collapsing when Fred Van Vliet drove. Marcus saw you know he wasn't going to shoot the ball, and OG had two points. But somehow it was Norman Powell that kept just ending up open. It wasn't even like Norm was creating these shots. It was the ball would just swing to Norm. And Norm would just capitalize either by, you know, shooting for three, driving in transition for layups. And, and and occasionally, you know, once he got his rhythm, like, at that point, yeah, he could create. Like, you know, the ball got swung to Norm midway that third quarter there. He saw that he had Fournier on him, and he just drove straight at him, baseline. The help came late, and Norm Powell went in for a dunk. And it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal quarter for Norm where everything was falling. Like, one play, Pascal was trying to dribble up top and attack his man. He kind of lost the dribble. The Magic got two guys sort of diving at, at, you know, for the loose ball, and Norm ends up in the vicinity, somehow comes up with the loose ball, and takes it all the way in 
for a driving layup after he spun past two guys on the perimeter and then finished through contact at the basket. So Norm was phenomenal, phenomenal in that third quarter. And he was good, honestly, in the second quarter and also in the fourth quarter as well. There's one play where the Raptors were up nine. Uh, the Magic had just scored to, to cut it to nine. And the, the Raptors run a pin down for Norman Powell with two screens uh, where Norm Powell goes from the corner to the top of the floor. I guess this is one of your KFC buckets of the game, really. But, um, yeah, Norm was in the corner, two screens, or, or maybe just one. I'm not really sure, but whatever. So Norm comes out of the corner, gets the screen, pulls up for three. I think it was on Terrence, uh, Terrence Ross, too. And, and, you know, Norm and, and Terrence are, are really good friends. Um, you know, they love playing against each other. They definitely always take that matchup. You know, there's a little salt in that matchup just because they're friends and it's a friendly rivalry. Um, so Norm was able to actually look like Terrence Ross in that play by coming up for the three and, and, and hitting that three and that, that pushed the Raptors ahead uh, by double digits. And um, Norm was just phenomenal, man. The guy had a career-high 33 points. It was really funny, too, because Norm, uh, for a very, very long time, up until the very end where uh, there was a stop by the Raptors, uh, Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson made a very, very smart, you know, clever heads-up, uh, you know, hit-ahead pass. And Norm was able to throw a lob for Terrence Davis for an alley-oop. Uh, but up until that point, which was like late in the fourth quarter, Norman Powell had like all these points, like 26 points and zero rebounds and zero assists. And it was just really funny. But no, seriously, Norm went into a Mamba mode tonight. And, and he bailed out the Raptors. He really did. Offensively, the Raptors didn't have anything else going. But Norman Powell, he really, really stepped up. And you love to see Norm in this sense because Norm is a guy who, if he's on – it really does change the ceiling of the team, right? And this is a rare game where nobody else was on, and Norm had to like bring up the floor of the team. So that was nice to see. But um, Norm was Norm was really good tonight, and I'm I'm very happy for him. He cut the hair tonight too. Uh, you know, he said after the game he went back to his UCLA days. Uh, you know, he cut his hair real short, uh, real low. He looks really young. It's like when Kyle Lowry cuts his hair, all of a sudden, you know. You know, he just looks like five, six years younger. But, uh, yeah, Norm, I mean, he played phenomenal tonight, man. Just excellent. Like, excellent. This is like something he would do against Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. So, um, uh, congrats, Norman Powell. I thought, honestly, Fred Van Vliet, I mean, yeah, okay, so the man did get blocked a ton at the basket. I wasn't really sure he was making the right decisions out there. But I can knock the guy because, A, Fred Van Vliet hit five three-pointers and finished with 22 points. So that's pretty good. Even though he took 20 shots, 22 points is not bad. And Fred had seven steals. Think of that. Seven. Se- if you if you were had Fred Van Vliet on your fantasy team this week, you would have won steals. Period. The man had seven in one game. Uh, and, you know, it was really, really fun to just watch him, you know, uh, defend bigger guys. Like Mo Bama had him under the basket. The, rap, the, the, the magic threw the pass over the top, you know, had him in a post. And you thought, okay, Bamba is seven foot whatever, and he's going to at least, you know, go up for a layup or something, Fred forces him into uh, a turnover. You know what I mean? Like, And just Fred consistently, whether that was on Isaac or pressuring the ball against Fultz or, or, or Fournier, like Fred just got into these guys. And, again, seven steals. And that really did fuel the fast break. Now, granted, you know, the Raps weren't really scoring that well in the fast break scenario. I think Pascal flubbed a couple of looks. Really, Pascal was off tonight. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't knock that production from Fred who – Finished as a plus nine in 41 minutes, 22 points, uh, five rebounds, four assists. You would have more assists if people made shots, honestly. There was the night where literally everyone was missing so many shots. Uh, but the seven steals is just uh, a reflection of just how hard Fred competes, man. He competes. He stays focused. He stays, you know, uh, really locked in. And really, you know, for Pascal tonight was not composed. Uh, I think he had lost his confidence and was just doing very, very dumb things. Like, he, he, he screwed up, like, 
a very, very easy pass under the basket to OG, who would have had a dunk, but he threw it under him, and OG sort of fumbled it out of bounds. Uh, Pascal made a couple other like just bad passes down the stretch, and it just looked like he wasn't really doing the right things. He was, he was forcing a couple shots. You know, what, he wasn't closing it, and, and I thought Fred did a really good job of closing the game. I mean, he hit a three at the end there to, to really just seal the deal, but... um Fred was really secure, made some smart decisions with the ball, came up with some stops, and uh, you just love that quality about Fred, man. The guy is unflappable. He really shows a lot of leadership. Uh, I thought, you know, one of the turning points of the game was um, early in the fourth quarter. So Raptors were up by a little bit, you know, not by that much. Um, the Magic, uh, you know, they went to their bench, obviously, to start the fourth quarter. The Raptors also went to the bench, except Nick Nurse decided, I'm going to go with no centers. I'm going to go with Rondé. Uh, at the four, and OG was guarding Mo Bamba. And at that point, OG had played the entire third quarter, and OG played a really good third quarter. Uh, he deserved more minutes. He definitely did. He was exhausting himself. And, like he wasn't scoring, but like he just kept getting so many deflections and and just uh, and came up with some ridiculous rebounds, really. And so, okay, so OG was you know playing the five, but the issue is like the Magic kind of just like had their way with that. Like uh, Bamba uh, got two straight dunks. Uh, to start the fourth quarter, that cut the deficit to only two, and the Raptors called timeout. Nick Nurse immediately reverses the decision. He puts in Chris Boucher for OG, which was I thought the exact sub that I was begging for. Uh, watching uh, watching on the stream, and um, yeah, man, I mean Boucher came in and he completely he changed the game. And it's not even necessarily all him, but he did make a couple of big plays. Like he got two crucial rebounds during that stretch where the Raptors went on a eight nothing run to extend the lead back to double digits. Um, yeah, Boucher, you know, he, he grabbed two rebounds in that stretch. He blocked DJ Augustine pulling out for three, uh, which was nice to see. I I don't know. I'm just really annoyed watching DJ Augustine these days. It's just something about it. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I guess maybe it's just game one against the Raptors last year that still has me a little bit peeved. But, like, you know, I, I like to see DJ Augustine fail is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, yeah, Boucher got a block on DJ Augustine. He got fouled, rolling to the basket. Uh, missed both free throws, but then on the next play down, he got fouled going to the basket again and completed an and one. Uh, so, no, Boucher made a bunch of crucial plays during that stretch. And I think, you know, just having the length of Boucher to match Bamba uh, really did help the Raptors sort of just, you know, secure and anchor the defense. I, I didn't really make that much sense to me why Nick wanted to go small there. But Nick was very smart in at least realizing, hey, I made a mistake. Let me reverse it. Let me get this right. Let me put Boucher in the game. And... uh you know, that proved crucial because, honestly, in a game like this where the Magic just couldn't score at all, if you went up 10 points on them, it was game over. You know, normally it wouldn't be against a, a, a competent team, but we're talking about the Magic right here. So uh, that was a big, big turning point. Um, what else? I, I liked Rondé's passing from this game. Passing is, is something that you wouldn't normally associate with Rondé because he's not necessarily what you would consider a playmaker. But, I mean, like he makes very, very smart passes. He really does. And, um, you know, there's at least twice where the Raptors got a loose ball and, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson made a very, very heads up play to advance the ball into the front court and just keep the momentum of the play going. And, um, you know, there's one play, for example, on that, and that play where Norm's only assist where he threw it to, uh, to Davis. What, you know, there was, he had two options on that play, Rondé. He could hit it to Norm in the corner or he could, uh, throw it straight to, uh, Terrence Davis who was running down the middle of the lane. And Rondé decides not to pass it to Davis, who did have a beat on Aaron Gordon, 
But, you know, because he passed with the norm, then norm was able to at least distract the defense a little bit and then toss the lob up to Terrence Davis. It just, it was a smarter play. It was a smarter pass. And Ryan Hollis Jefferson doesn't get an assist for that, but he really should because, like, you know, he made, he made a good read there to ensure that the basket was going to happen. Ryan did have three assists on the night. He had one, pretty much the, the best highlight of the game. Well, this is, this is your real KFC bucket of the game where, um, you know, the Raptors come down in transition. Uh, I forget who missed the layup in transition. Probably Pascal. Uh, but Rondé flies in for the offensive rebound. Oh, no, I think it was Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis comes in for the for the for the transition layup. He misses it, but uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson collects the rebound and instantly uh, flips a pass behind his back. No look, bounce pass in transition, perfectly on the money to Pascal Siakam, who was trailing the play. Pascal got in for a layup, and it was just one of those things where it just happened instantly. Is something where you have to have a lot of smarts, you have a lot of guts, and you have to have a lot of skill really to throw that pass on the move like that. And and Ronnie was able to deliver. Actually, what it really reminded me of was um, Kyle Lowry in Game Seven against the the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, uh, as you, obviously everyone remembers, you know what Kawhi did in that game and what Serge Ibaka did in that game. Pretty sure Kyle Lowry was the third star. At least I'm pretty sure I gave Kyle Lowry the third star in that game because Kyle made so many plays. And one of the most memorable ones was when Kyle Lowry came down the floor, ripped this offensive rebound out of the hands of whoever was Ben Simmons or whoever the hell it was for the Sixers, and immediately threw this behind-the-back pass to Serge Ibaka for for a dunk. And um, it's just a very heads-up play. And I I really enjoyed watching Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. I think he's really adapted and fit into the role of the team. Um, you know, he's really come to define what the bench does. And again, he does find ways to be, uh, you know, effective offensively, despite being somewhat of a limited offensive player. Um, like today, for example, you know, in the fourth quarter there, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson worked a pick and roll, got a bucket in the fourth quarter there. Uh, you know, the offensive rebounds is nice. It brings a new dimension to the Raptors, uh, offense. And, you know, he's, he's pretty good defensively as well. So, uh, I, I like what I saw from, uh, Hustle Man Chap. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. There's not that much to talk about from this game. I'm sorry. Like, if you want me to say, like, okay, like, Terrence Davis, you know, he, he can fix up his uh, foul trouble a little bit. Um, so on the season right now, Terrence Davis is averaging 4.8 personal fouls per 36 minutes, which is almost unheard of for a guard. Guards don't commit that many fouls. That's, like, the foul rate you would have for, like, a center. Like, at that rate, you can barely make it the entire game. If you played all 48 minutes, it would be probably above six fouls. Um, and, and, and it's sort of become a trend for Terrence. Like today, for example, Terrence comes in, has a great play, you know, in transition. He drives it, um, against, I forget who it was. Oh, Isaac. He takes on Isaac, a bigger defender, and he's able to get the beat on him, get the step, and then was able to, uh, float in the layup over the contest. Uh, Terrence, by the way, if you don't know about Terrence, he has like crazy big hands, like Kawhi sized hands. Um, you know, uh, he was measured at 10.75 inches from you know just the width of the hand for Terrence and Kawhi by reference is like 11.25 so like Terrence has massive massive hands and so he's able to complete these layups and have pretty good control on his layups um and he displayed on that play but then also Terrence made two very very boneheaded plays that cut into his minutes he only played 15 minutes tonight and and barely any in the first half because Terrence uh was assigned to Fournier to which and it was a very short shot clock situation right before the end of the first quarter um Fournier threw up a heave Terrence was on him he was in position and he positioned himself really well but he had his hands on Fournier and he swiped for the ball at a very very silly decision like there's no point in swiping for the ball in that situation just let Fournier heave a shot he's not going to make it but if you follow him all of a sudden you know he gets three free throws and that's exactly what happened and Fournier made all three free throws and then at the start of the second quarter there 
Terrence Davis, uh, you know, was guarding T, uh, DJ Augustine, uh, you know, and Augustine made a very, very vet move because he came off the screen and then he hit a hard stop and he knew that Terrence Davis was on his hip. And so Terrence barged into him and sort of DJ fell over or exaggerated the contact, but whatever, there was contact. And it was a very veteran move that Kyle Lowry does that, for example, all the time where he comes out the high screen, like he darts off the high screen, but then he stops and all of a sudden the guy bumps into him from behind and picks up a cheap foul. But that was the second foul for Terrence Davis. And then, you know, so then Terrence, okay, he has to sit. And then Nick tries to get Terrence in later in the in the in the second quarter after you know uh, a couple some time has passed, and all of a sudden at that point you know immediately after Terrence Davis checked in, Ken Birch held him on a screen. Now this is unfortunate, but whatever. Ken Birch held him on a screen, and then both Birch and Davis were sort of rolling towards the paint because that's where the play was developing was somewhere near the basket. And uh, Birch is actually holding on to Davis the whole time. And he actually pushes Davis into the back of Markel Fultz. And the referees only actually see the bump from Davis and not the hold from Birch. And they call a foul, a third foul on Davis while Markel Fultz got to the free throw line for two free throws. And so it was very unfortunate that basically ended Terrence Davis's first half. It was a very miserable half for him. Now he came back and he had that alley-oop at the, at the end there. And that's, that's cool. But like, just, just Terrence just has to cut out those fouls. He just has to. Like, you know, part of it is he's getting a rookie whistle. Like, that Birch foul should not have been called a foul. But at the same time, like, you know, Terrence is quite handsy with his defense, a little bit over-aggressive and a little bit jumpy. And, uh, you know, if he just needs to dial it back. That's it. That's it. And it's not surprising, man. This is his first season in the NBA. He's playing actual rotation minutes. Uh, it's not easy to ask a guy in a situation to be a stellar defender right away. And so uh, that was nice to see. But, um yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got from this game, man. It was an ugly game. It was hard to watch. Um, you know, Serge wore a green suit. It looked okay, but by Serge standards, he, he's done better. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot to talk about from this game. Nick Nurse won a challenge. Good congratulations. He used it in the second quarter on like a offense on like a offensive rebound or something like that. I think the ball was called down on Boucher, but then Boucher told him to review, and, and Nick's like, okay, I'll do it. Which I'm like, fine, whatever. It was a good challenge because, you know, the Raptors got possession on the ball. It reversed it. It went off the back of, I forget, Mo Bamba or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, if you only got one challenge for the game, why don't you save it for the end of the game or the second half at least? You know what I mean? Because I think typically Nick has tried to save it for plays that would be three-point plays or even four-point plays, sort of a swing there. Sometimes because of the nature of the play, like you can even make make it a five-point play depending on if you score on the ensuing possession, if you got the possession back. So Nick has tried to sort of, uh, at least his philosophy has generally been to like erase and ones and things like that because there's a higher expected value of that challenge. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, he decided to use it in the second quarter today. And uh, I mean, it, it worked, but I, I just found the decision a little odd. Uh, in terms of your three stars tonight, obviously, Norman Powell is your number one star, man. 39 points, 33, sorry, 33 points in 39 minutes, 12 of 18 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Uh, aside from that, he had an assist and two steals, but really wasn't doing, and a block as well, uh, but really wasn't doing too much else on the floor. He was just putting the ball in the basket, and that's enough. That's enough. That's Norm's role on this team. He's not there to be a playmaker. He's not there necessarily to be a huge rebounder or whatever. He's there to score. He's where to put the ball in the basket. Today, he scored, man. He really did score. He cut his hair and turned into Kobe. Uh, so, great job at Norm Powell. Raptors would not have won this game without Norm stepping up because, honestly, everyone else was real, real cold. Um, giving the second star to uh, Fred Van Vliet, 22 points, 
five rebounds, four assists, seven steals. Yes, look, man, the guy got blocked a million times, but you cannot knock the hustle of a guy who has seven, seven steals. So shout out Fred VanVleet, man. He's he's doing a he's doing great things to lead this team. It, it's you know on, even on a night where, where Fred didn't have it that much, and on a night where the Magic really did made a point to collapse the paint, so it was hard for anybody to score in the paint. Um, you know Fred still found ways to challenge and and contribute and contest shots and stuff like that. So I, I love the effort he put in. And then your third star, uh, I'll give it to Chris Boucher. I, I, I like Boucher's energy. I thought that really was the swinging point. In the fourth quarter, Boucher had a quiet night by the box score standard. Seven points, three rebounds, and assist to steal two blocks in 12 minutes. But, hey, man, in 12 minutes, that's outstanding production. That's outstanding production for just 12 minutes of play. So uh, I-, I liked what Boucher did. Um, I like that Nick put him into the game in the fourth quarter. He, I think he deserved it. And, uh, yeah, the decision really paid off. The Raptors got a double-digit lead. And the Magic, honestly, it felt like they couldn't score 10 points in, like, a half. Like, it was that bad for them. In the second half, the Magic shot 13 of 43 from the field with 11 turnovers. It was just, you know, it was bad. And, honestly, that's pretty much how they shot in the first half, too. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, this Magic team, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Thanks for your Gerald Henderson Award. Uh, I'm, giving that to, uh, I'm giving that to Markel Fultz. Uh, I liked what Fultz did tonight. Um, you know, he had a couple of very impressive jumpers. The thing with Fultz is, like, he doesn't do the easy things well, but he does the hard things well right now. And that's always uh, a good place to start because you can't teach someone to do the hard things, like, um, you know, sort of being able to rise up and finish a layup over Marcus Gasol with strength. Uh, Fultz definitely has a bit of an explosive athleticism. He also was able to pull up for jumpers sort of, racing you know full speed it's almost like derrick rose-esque or like uh, russell westbrook-esque in terms of a guy that's that athletic that explosive being able to stop on a dime and then uh, you know hit a floating jump shot uh that's difficult to do but at the same time you know fultz also is not a good three-point shooter right now and he commits a lot of turnovers and kind of needs another ball handler on the floor with him so you know it's hit or miss but at least fultz is developing at least he's sort of in a good frame of mind he's in a low pressure situation in orlando and he's getting minutes, so I'm happy for him. I'm rooting for Markel Fultz because what happened to him in terms of just the, the whole stuff about him getting the yips and things like that, uh, it's one of the crazier stories, and, and you would hate to see a, a young man's career cut off by something like that. So I'm happy he's overcome it. I'm happy he's developing. And tonight he had 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, a steal in 30 minutes, 5 of 12 shooting from the field. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like If you want to give the Mo Bamba, sure, whatever. He had 11 and 7 off the bench. I don't really care because I don't. Mo Bamba was like hyping up the crowd because he dunked the ball down two points, and then the and then the Raptors blew them out. So, you know, cool, congratulations. But uh, yeah, you know, it was it was an ugly game. And then the Pat Patterson Award, uh, man. I'm sorry, Pascal, buddy. The Pascal gets the Pat Patterson Award. I'm sorry, man. But the man shot four twenty two from the field with three turnovers. Uh, you still plus 13 to 40 minutes, so, you know, he's still contributing, doing things. I think his misses were helping other people score, but at the same time, 422 is 422. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pascal. This is probably the only time in your career you'll ever get the Pat Patterson Award, but tonight, man, you, you kind of underdelivered and you, you kind of, uh, were a little disappointing. But hey, listen, uh, you know, Nick said after the game, he's probably going to come back and score like 36 or something, and, uh, I would not be surprised, honestly. Um, you know, it'll be a tough game. I mean, against Utah, Utah is a decent team. You know, their starting lineup is really formidable. Uh, guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich are averaging 20 points a game. That's kind of surprising to me, at least. But, uh, 
you know, with the way the Raptors are playing at home right now and, and uh, hopefully with this trap game behind them. And also Nick Nurse said that uh, Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka are expected to be back for Sunday where he's hoping for them to be back. Uh, so that will be good. Um, that's sort of been the targeted date for Kyle for a while. And, and Serge has sort of been on the precipice of coming back anyway. Uh, I saw them both shooting around in, in practice earlier this week. So I figured they were close. Uh, and so if they can come back against the, uh, the Jazz, that'd be great. You got a little bit more scoring. You got a little bit more depth on the roster. Uh, a little bit more dependable scoring, which definitely helps. There's nights where the Raptors can go cold, and you might need Norm Powell to give you 33 to win. Um, so having Kyle and Serge will be a uh, back in the lineup will be a big boost. So uh, everything's good in Raptors line right now, man. They're 14 and four on the season. Um, they improved the six and four on the road. They played the Magic three times already. Thank God they don't play the Magic again until the last game of the season. That's probably not going to be a serious game. The Raptors probably going to be resting guys because they're going to be in Orlando and stuff. There's no point really to play that game. But uh, yeah, man, it's just I'm tired of seeing the Magic. I'm really tired of seeing the Magic. Like there's just no point in playing this team anymore. The Raptors are clearly better than the Magic. They won seven straight against the Magic, dating back to last year's playoffs where they hit them with a the gentleman sweep. You know. This team is just not that good. It's just not that good. Uh, Isaac is a good defender. He's nice, but offensively, very inconsistent. Aaron Gordon has taken a step back this year. It's been real disappointing. Probably could be traded this year. You know, I, I don't even know what they're doing, man. I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like, how many years in a row are you going to run with Aaron Fournier and DJ Augustine? Like, enough is enough. So, I don't know. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. The Raptors are 14-4 and four this season, and... Uh, Boston lost, so I think the Raptors move up in the standings. Let me just double-check to see where the Raptors are in the standings. They're probably still behind Milwaukee. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's good times right now. It's good times right now. Raptors are second in the Eastern Conference, a game and a half back of the Milwaukee Bucks, who we all know is a regular season team. Uh, life is good. Life is good. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you to... Um, Thank you to KFC for sponsoring the show. And if you did watch this thing live, which is something we tried for the first time this time, let me know how that live experience was. If you guys liked the live experience, um, I don't know. To me, it just made sense because we have the capabilities of going live. And also, we can get the show up sooner. I know a lot of people complain and, and ask, like, hey, when's the show coming? You know, whatever. Um, because of the video component this year, the, the show is coming out later. So uh, if it helped, I don't know. Drop me a line on Twitter, at William underscore Lou. Uh, but thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back on Sunday after the Raptors uh, play the Jazz. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 